Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast as we're doing uh, episode 10 and a half of uh, Heartlanders Weekly. We didn't get a chance to talk to the voice of the Heartlanders, David Fine, but he's with us. Welcome back to the program, David. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. So, uh, wow, we, we talked to Mark and he gave us a lot of the, you know, ins and outs of what was going on uh, on the other side of the things and then of, of the outside the glass, but we need to, some info on what was going on inside the glass. So uh, we yeah. had a uh, uh, couple big wins this week. We get uh, our points are, are looking good. Let, let's talk about the playoff picture real quick. Yeah, so here's where we're at. Uh, again, it's on Wednesday and things change quickly, but this is before the start of the weekend. So Iowa got a lot, a lot of help today. Um, Cincinnati lost in regulation. Cincinnati's in third place. Wheeling is in fourth. Cincinnati uh, is four points in front of Iowa for third. Again, the top four teams make it. So Cincinnati lost in regulation to Kalamazoo. So what that means is now, I mean, you're just trying to get into the dance at this point. Iowa is two points back of Wheeling for the fourth spot, the fourth and final playoff spot. And Iowa is four points back of Cincinnati for third. Um, Iowa still has, you know, Wheeling still has a couple games in hand. But Cincinnati does not. Cincinnati has played 57 games, and the Heartlanders have played 57 games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. And then, uh, additionally, Iowa's seven points back of Fort Wayne. But you got to get into the dance, and that's the most important thing for Iowa right now um, is, that the Heartland, is that the Heartlanders are only two points back, wheeling at four points back of Cincinnati. Yeah, that's outstanding. We've really come a long way, haven't we? I mean, yeah, you know, ten, 10 games ago, uh, which was the Heartlanders were playing Utah, they had lost three in a row, and things looked bleak. Um, you're nine points back, you're six games below 500, you have the, your last place in the Western Conference. And now, Iowa, by points percentage, is two games, well, they're two games above um, – 500. They're not last in the division. They're fifth in the division. And they're now in the top eight of the conference. They have 59 points in 57 games. That's eighth in the conference. But again, the only thing that matters is by the divisions. The top four team by points in the central division make the playoffs. And Iowa entered this week. Two points back of Wheeling and four points back of Cincinnati for third. Well, uh, we, let's just get into, you don't have to talk about every game, but just talk about who scored Skulls, give us all the, the stats and the details of the weekend. Yeah, here are some of the details that you need to know. So Iowa lost six nothing on Wednesday. It was a bad start to the week. Team didn't play great. It wasn't like in it wasn't like got completely dominated, but just wasn't a good uh, way to start the week. Obviously, you know you'd like to score a goal, but Jerry Fleming, the Heartlanders head coach, said it pretty accurately. I thought he's like, we didn't lose. We didn't lose six nothing because we deserve to lose six nothing. We, you know, we hung in there. We just made a couple errors that shot ourselves in the foot that are easy to correct, and we'll be back on Friday. So then on Friday, the Heartlanders came back and won by three. Another intense game against Fort Wayne, 152 combined penalty minutes, and um, Iowa scored three times on the power play. And instead of being the one shooting themselves in the foot like they did on Wednesday, they allowed Fort Wayne to <coughs> to do that on the Friday game. So. Iowa went three for nine on the power play, the most power play chances the Heartlanders have ever had in the game. And that was the second time in team history the Heartlanders scored three times on the power play in a game, which matched the team record for most power play goals. 
Zach White and Ryan Kuffner scored on the power play. Alex Carlson, who the fans just love, he scored his first perfect, his first ECHL goal. Uh, and then there was a ton of a ton of fighting there in the third period again. But that's the way it's gone against Fort Wayne this year. It's there's bad blood, but it's like it's nothing ridiculously over the line. Um, it's kind of just you know a little bit over the line. And guys aren't trying to hurt each other; they're just competing with each other and growing to dislike each other. Chris Bennett scored twice on both Friday and Saturday. Saturday, the Fort Wayne Comets left town. Kalamazoo Wings came to town. Kalamazoo, tough, tough spot for them. They got in at like 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning, um, something the Heartlanders have had to do just like every team like a million times this year. It's part of the grind. Um, Kalamazoo's a good veteran team. They don't make mistakes. And it was a classic Kalamazoo not making mistakes game. Iowa scored 3-1. They got a little defensively lax, nothing crazy, but just Kalamazoo kept on outworking and, you know, working with and, um, you know, playing a strong game. Um, they only gave the Heartlanders four power plays, which is tough because Iowa's so fast. They sometimes go you into taking some power plays. Um, but Iowa went two for four on the power play. That's the reason they won. They won by one goal. Kalamazoo tied at three late in the third. And then Ryan Kuffner with 443 left scored on the breakaway. Um, sprung by Zach White. It was a brilliant play by White. Um, if you watch the replay in so, slow motion, you see Kuffner kind of breaking up the middle, and White has his head up, and you just see Kuffner shifting to the middle. And That was probably the only mistake, glaring mistake Kalamazoo made the entire game. Uh, Kuffner scored on the breakaway, and Kalamazoo came pretty hard and heavy after that. Uh, they outshot the Heartlanders there in the third period, but you're up by one late in the third. You're, you're playing tight. You don't want to make a mistake. And Iowa made one less mistake than Kalamazoo, and, and they won four to three. Yeah, that was a really exciting game. Was that the one that was on TV? Yeah, that was the TV game. The TV game. Who was the, the guy that broadcast with you? He did a great job. Chris Peters is awesome. There's a reason he's really good. He used to work for ESPN. Um, he's, he runs, and to give Chris a little bit of love, he's, he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, and he's got 25,000 Twitter followers to show for it. I mean, people, 26 now. Uh, 26 because he joined Iowa. So um, he works as an NHL draft and prospects analyst for a, a great site called Daily Faceoff uh, in Hockey Sense. Daily Faceoff is one of the most popular hockey sites. They list lines and stats and analysis. Um, he, he also makes NHL picks for an NHL betting website called Betway. Um, he used to work for ESPN, CBS Sports, and USA Hockey. He lives in North Liberty, 10 minutes from here. When he reached out and sort of DM'd us um, and DM'd the Heartlanders, I was like, is this the same freaking guy? And like, because I know who he is. I followed him on Twitter for years. And sure enough, it's the same freaking guy. He was 10 minutes away from the arena. And he's just awesome and loves it. He Great was story. awesome, man. I mean, his he was smooth and he had good analysis and he had a tremendous knowledge of the game. And he, he made, you know, he was commenting on the fans. And I, I you know, I thought, you know, Along with your, you know, play-by-play analysis, it, it, it worked really well. Yeah, Chris is, Chris has been a great resource for me this year. Um, he's seen a lot of the, and I've seen a few of the guys, the guys but if, if, if a guy in this league was a guy that was kind of on the bubble or did get drafted by an NHL team at some point, and even if they're down in the ECHL, like he knows all these guys, and he's a tremendous research resource uh and a researcher of the American guys in this league because he lives in North Liberty. So he goes all around the United States and watches these guys before they turn pro, whether they're in college or um, whatnot. So I love Chris. He's such a great resource for me. Um, and I feel really fortunate to have him. 
Well, he was uh, he was a tremendous resource for the Iowa uh, Heartlanders fans this weekend. Uh, hope you bring him back because he is. Uh, yeah. Yep. He's he, all, he does all the TV games with us, and he did the game on Friday as well. So he's probably been on about 15 or 10, 15 of the home games this year. Um, and he's great. I, I love, love, love having him on. Um, he has a lot of other commitments, as I mentioned, like he does hockey sense and talk, you know, uh, uh, daily face off, et cetera, et cetera. So he, he is um, as good as it gets when it comes to being able to have a hockey guy with you on the air this year. So that, you know, he'll, he has so many commitments that I wish he could make every game, but unfortunately that's a little unrealistic with how many commitments he has. Well, whether you're watching it on TV, listening on the, the streaming service or at the game, it's the Heartlanders. It's always a first class, first class experience. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it's a first class experience. Just having the headphones on, listening to you describe the game. Yeah. And uh, well, it's all, you know, you're, you're only as good as your presentation, right? You're only as good as what people think about you. <clears throat> um, and if you treat people the right way and you try to put forth a good product and you make it fun and entertaining and, and whatnot, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. So, I mean, I want, I, I would not, like, I'm not going to play a, an interview, Dave, if it sounds bad, like meaning if it, if it doesn't sound, have a good quality, if it doesn't sound good, I don't want to use it because it's like, what's, what are you doing there? Like, you need to make sure that you are trying to look and sound like an NHL team, because if you're not, then, you know, like your fan base are going to think you're minor league. Like, no, we present things. Everyone. There's nothing minor league about the staff. There's nothing minor league about the experience. There's nothing minor league about the broadcast. It is as good as you can possibly get. I believe. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. We work really hard to try to make sure um, that, you know, our craft is handled. So I appreciate that, Dave. Well, someday you may not have to work as hard as you did this year to create a fan base, but uh, uh, I was really proud of the community. I was really proud of the Heartlanders. I was really proud of the team on Veterans Night. You did the, you really did the Veterans proud. That big flag was beautiful. The, the, you know, we had a, a one of our biggest crowds, didn't we? Yeah, it was 3,000 in the house, um, which was amazing. I mean, like, from the Heartlanders' perspective, we've been working really hard to just get people in the door for the first time. If you get people in the door for the first time, Dave, they, you hope they are going to love it. And, well, um, I've, heard, I've heard from people that listen to this podcast that decided to, to go up and, and see a game. Mark uh, Corber said he brought four coworkers with him. And he said they were just off the charts happy with it. They, it was <coughs> so much beyond their expectations. <coughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's the, that's the thing too, Dave, is that like we know and understand that, that most people in Eastern Iowa, you know, like it's not like, you know, we know that most people in Eastern Iowa aren't attuned to have had, to have had pro hockey close to them their entire lives. So we have to work hard to get people in the door. And I am very excited about the fact that we've introduced so many new people to the game this year. It's fantastic. Um, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a tremendous pleasure. Uh, but we had some, uh, transaction. There's some, there's some, uh, players coming and going as, as is the case in our league. So can you tell us a little bit about the transactions? Yeah, so it's only there's a few to a few to uh, keep track of. It really ends up being just one coming and one going. 
So first things first, Corbin Kaspersky deservingly got called up to the American Hockey League. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch offered him another professional tryout contract. The reason why he can go to the Syracuse Crunch, who are not affiliated with the Heartlanders, is because Corbin's on an ECHL contract. So because he's not, his AHL rights are not owned, the level above us, his rights are not owned, um, he was able to make the jump up to Syracuse. Syracuse is affiliated with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Orlando Solar Bears in our league. Um, but Syracuse is a place I'm very familiar with. I went to school there, and I interned with that team for four years. They're as first class as it gets. Corbin loved it his first time up there. He was there for about a month. They got a few guys back from injury, et cetera, so they didn't have a room for him, and he, he got sent uh, – or he didn't, they didn't have room for him. He got sent back down to us. He won four straight games after getting sent back down to us and deserved to be called back up, um, and so he did. Uh, and so Corbin, goaltender up. Heartlanders still have Hunter Jones and Trevin Kozlowski in net, which is great. Each of those guys has played pretty well this year. That's well, thing one. Thing two is that the Heartlanders made a pair of trades separate with the Florida Everblades, um, separate deals. They acquired TJ Fergus and Jordan Russell, one forward and one defenseman from Florida. However, TJ Fergus did not report. Now, that, he, he has some other things. He, he's, he's retiring for now. Um, from hockey, um, or at least from professional hockey. So TJ, you know, he didn't play much with Florida. It's not like he didn't want to come here because he didn't. He doesn't like Iowa. He just he, he has other things going on in his life that he's going to take care of. So that's you know you don't feel bad for a guy. So the Heartlanders picked up TJ Fergus and then suspended him. What that means is just that he didn't report. The Heartlanders protect his rights if he were ever if he well if he returns back to the ECHL in the next year. The Heartlanders protect his rights. That's all that means. Separately, the Heartlanders traded with Florida in our league again, and we got Connor, or beg your pardon, we got Jordan Russell, is his name. Um, Jordan, or, sorry, I'm saying this backward. Russell Jordan, two first names, forward Russell Jordan, because <coughs> um, there's a Connor Russell and now a Russell Jordan, but Russell Jordan was acquired by the Heartlanders. Um, he's played a few games. He's a big, heavy forward. He'll, he'll be good in the locker room with the guys and be willing to drop the gloves and also score a few goals. But forward Russell Jordan was acquired from Florida, and the Heartlanders um, acquired him for future considerations. So at some point, we'll have to pay up um, for whatever the terms were of that trade. I don't know what they were. Um, but again, the Heartlanders, Kaspersky called it for the AHL. T.J. Fergus picked up, and the Heartlanders protect his rights if he ever wants to return back to the ECHL in the next year, year and a half. And then Jordan Russell was acquired by the Heartlanders. Well, uh, let's get back to the goalies. Doug Jones, uh, he was the first uh, Iowa Heartlander ever to be rostered in the NHL. Uh, I would think Corbin uh, is going to someday put a mask on in the NHL myself. That guy is amazing. But this, this yeah, Doug Jones awesome. is quite the talent. I remember the first game he came back as a shutout or just gave up one. Uh, really helped us win a big game. He's got a lot of talent. Um, you know, you think he's capable of leading us to the championship? If Corbin, Hunter and Corbin, and even Trevin, I think, um, I think all three of them are capable. Like, Corbin has been the best statistically. Hunter was here at the start of the year when we were not good at all defensively and that bears that out i mean like he's only played three games in the new year and he's given up nine goals in the three games so since mid-november he's only played three times he hasn't played for us in a month now um and the two and basically 
we haven't given him much help defensively or offensively in those games. He has four wins this year at our level. The Iowa Wild have had him as well, and they have had a little bit of trouble either defending or putting in pucks uh, for him. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Hunter is very, very capable. He's had better numbers in the AHL uh, in terms of the goals against average and the save percentage. Again, he hasn't played for us in a month at this point. He's only played, you know, a total of 17, 18 games this year. Well, no, more than that. He's played 23 games combined between us and the Iowa Wild. So now he's through 20-ish games. He'll probably get in the game on Friday night against Kalamazoo. Um, Trevin still hasn't played since he was a little bit banged up a few weeks ago. I expect Hunter and Nett, and I think all three of them are capable. Like, they've all been dominant at times this year, but they're all young goalies have had a, a few minor, you know, things they're working on and inconsistencies. But the way that we've been playing offensively is going to give any goalie a chance to win any night. We're scoring four goals a game over the last month and a half. So there you go. Well, I think uh, what I'm looking forward for, for uh, Doug Jones there, or uh, not Doug, but Hunter Jones, uh, is for him to get his time to just get back there and be the man for a while. You know what I mean? And not, not being yeah. kind of moved around all over the place or – or in this game or that game, I'd like to see what it's like when he's the man. I think he's going to really rise up. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's he's a big record setter for the Heartlanders uh, already. You know, and uh, he, he obviously is very very good. And so is uh, Tristan. He, I, I I've always feel good when he's back there myself. He hasn't given. I've never seen him uh, really uh, cost us a game ever. But uh, yeah, and that's all you that's all you can ask for. You want it, your goaltender to give you a chance to win, and and he's done that. So we've got uh, just two games this week, right? Yep, both in Kalamazoo. Uh, so two games against Kalamazoo. So Kalamazoo won today. They're only three points back of Iowa. So if Kalamazoo wins both of the games, they'll hop the Heartlanders in the standings. Um, it's going to be tough to win there. They they're on their green ice team, is what it's called. Both games for St. Patrick's Day. This is a forty year tradition for them. Um, both games are going to be on green ice. This is as big of a week uh, in terms of ticket sales as it gets for Kalamazoo. They're probably going to sell out both games. It's going to be freaking loud there. Um, it's just how it is there. They uh, they do a good job with their fan base um, getting fans riled up for this weekend. It's going to be loud. It's not going to be easy. Their fans know what's going on. Their fans know how to get under your skin a little bit. But they're good fans. Like, they're not crazy they're just good fans they they've been going to that same building for 45 years they, they know what they know how to support a hockey team and the building has no frills it's an old school barn small concourses small bathrooms like there's nothing there's nothing that makes you say anything other than respect for them like it's a great arena to watch a game there's no bad seat just it's very similar actually in terms of the layout of the seats not like the amenities, but just the seats. Like, there's no bad seat in Extreme Arena. There's no bad seat there either. It's very similar look um, in terms of the depth of the arena. My broadcast view is almost the exact same in Kalamazoo as it is in Coralville. So I'll be able to see it pretty damn well, and I hope on the Green Ice games I'll be able to describe it just as well for you. So is uh, is it to, – to get the visual of the green lot, uh, is, is flow hockey the only option? So that would be really something. I, I bet there's a lot of people watch that game. I am really excited. I hope there's some, at least some social media pictures that we can see of the action. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just, 
all these new these these different uniforms and all these different promotions and everything that's going on it's just every week there's something really exciting to look forward to isn't there yeah kalamazoo wings i'm trying to find their promotions real quick i think they got two yeah they have uh i think they have like dollar beers or two dollar beers or something oh that is uh three nights two dollar Two dollar oh, hot dogs, two dollar sodas, and two dollar green beers oh. on Friday versus Kalamazoo, and then Saturday they have their first responders night. Heartlanders have theirs coming up in a week and a half. Um, but wow, yeah, they they have a lot planned this weekend on the green ice. So we've got six home games. When is the next chance to see the Heartlanders? Yep, then the Heartlanders their next game um, will be at home. Well, their next home game will be uh, next Wednesday, a week from when we're recording this against Fort Wayne. Last time of the year against Fort Wayne, thankfully. Um, those have been some those have been some long games. Yeah, I'm tired of them. Yeah, after three hours of calling a hockey game, it's pretty pretty tiring. And for the players, too. Friday is, um, well, Wednesday is, um, there's no, it, it's not a college night on Wednesday. The game's presented by the Iowa City Area Association of Realtors. There'll be a promotion that we announce here for it in a few days. I can't say it just yet uh, to drive some last-minute ticket sales. Friday's elementary school night, the proceeds from tickets go back to the Iowa City uh, Community School District Foundation. So it basically helps those in need in the Iowa City School District to make sure they're getting what they need, which is a great thing to support uh, for elementary school night. We invited every basically every student in the Iowa City's uh, school district as well as up in CR and some of the other areas to come out and uh, proceeds from tickets go back to the uh, Iowa City Community School Fund Foundation. Then on uh, Saturday, the Heartlanders play Cincinnati again, first responders night, a great way to support, um, you know, those that continue to fight for us uh, in the community as first responders, whether it's police or firefighters or even, you know, healthcare workers or just anyone that, you know, EMTs, um, I think it's going to be a great, great night to uh, support those uh, people for what they do in our community. Well, I'm excited about the grade school night. Uh, I might that be might be another chance for me to bring my grandson up there. He's kind of uh, really starting to enjoy his trips up there. Yeah, it's fun. I, I think there's nothing better than a good, and there's going to be a good crowd for that Friday night game. We've done a good job so far. Saturday night will be the same from here on out. The, the games are all going to be. You know, we're going to get good attendance at these games, which is great because people know who we are. They know what our promotions are now. Like, it took a little bit, but we're at that point now. Um, but anyway, so uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward to um, to that, those games in a week or so. But, I mean, I'm locked in on this team, man. There are two points back in the playoff spot. Um, I cannot wait for the games on Friday and Saturday. They're both at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern because the – uh, we're going ahead now. We're there in the Eastern time zone. So um, nothing better than pulling up on an early Friday right after, you know, getting off work for people and putting on flow hockey, seeing the green ice or listening, um, as always, on the Iowa Heartlanders broadcast network. So I'm really looking forward to it, Dave. Yeah, the, that Kalamazoo team actually impresses me. I think they skate well and score well and play well. They're uh, they're not a mistake-prone team, are they? No, they're, they're, they're pretty clean. Um, and that's why they won today, like, they didn't take many penalties at all. They helped the Heartlanders out again big time by winning today. Uh, they played t- this morning in a school day game there. They had school kids out from uh, Cincinnati. And uh, I'm looking at the box score. I mean, they took one pe- penalty the entire game. Um, 
they do not, do not, do not shoot themselves in the foot. And that's a huge, huge asset for them because they're not the most, like, they don't have a Chris Bennett or a Ryan Kuffner, but what they do have is a three good lines of players that do not hurt themselves defensively and do not play outside of themselves. And that's why they're always in playoff contention like they are again this year. Well, I hope we can, you know, be at our best and skate the best and come out of there with a, a good position for the playoffs and can come home for, yep. a, for a big week. Let me ask you uh, about your Monday night brick and iron show. Who's going to be your, do you know who your guests will be that week? Uh, well, we don't have it next week. Um, there's, we have a, we're, we have a, a television coaches show, um, but we have um, next week we're on TV on Tuesday at six, from six to six thirty, like we are every Tuesday. We have our show that we're recording a new episode up in Cedar Rapids with it's called in the heartland. Um, so it'll be myself, Jake Smith, and then Jerry will be on the show next week. But that's the TV one. You can't come and watch that one. We've recorded up in this Mediacom studio there on MC22. Anyway, then on um, next month, or two Mondays from now, which is the 28th, we'll probably have Fedor Gordeyev on, defenseman. Oh. Um, I think he, he was supposed to come on this one the last week, but he had some friends in town from visiting from Canada. And I'm like, dude, hang out with your friends. No big deal. So we'll probably have Fedor on there on March 28th, which again is a um, is a Monday, and that'll lead into a big week. The next morning, the Heartlanders will get on the bus, go to Kalamazoo again, and then be on the road for five days, six days there, uh, five days. I'm so, a big Jake it. Smith fan, and uh, uh, Mr. Corver there, he is uh, a big fan of the defenseman there, Gordiev. So that that'd be a couple good episodes for us to to check out. Well. Yeah. And he's very aware, like, Fedor's awesome because he came right up to me. He had actually had an interview today there uh, with some media. And he was like, oh, I always I always rush myself. And I'm like, well, come on the hockey hour and I'll teach you how to not rush yourself. And he's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, good idea. So he was, he's all into it. He wants to get, he's so young. Like, he, he's, you got to remember, he's only been interviewed, you know, a handful of times in his life by anyone. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's 22, 23 years old. But he's aware, like, he's now growing into himself as an adult. So yeah, we'd love to have him on the show too as a as a gift to Mark. And I, I wouldn't wouldn't say no to interview with that Jake Smith if you could ever work that out for me. Uh, <laughs> he's awesome. He's funny. He um, seems like a firecracker to me. Yeah, he is. He, he kind of is. He's uh, he's his own man. I'll put it that way. Um, I, I haven't. Quite, I don't know if I've met someone quite like Jake. He's he's very emotional, but like in a good way. He he cares a lot. Um, and I'm really happy that he's on the team this year because, um, you know, it could have, he only played five games with Kansas city. He got released. He got off to a slow start. Who knows had, you know, Chris Bennett, Ryan Kuffner, you know, had everyone been healthy, if he would have even been picked up by the Heartlanders, we needed bodies. He knew that he came here, he started off slow, but now he's one of the best scorers in the league. So, um, I mean, he's only eight goals. Think about it. He's got 19 goals in the last two months. What if he was with the team the entire year and playing this way the entire year? He could have had 30 goals already, maybe leading the league. Yeah, we might so be, really uh, we might be two points up instead of two points down, but uh, he, he'll get us there. Uh, they'll all get us there. you got such a good team. This team is so much fun to watch, and uh, uh, their offense has really improved, but I think the defensive side of it's improved a tremendous. The defensive men do seem to be playing a lot better, and they're a lot stronger. 
Well, uh, we're, we're running out of time. Is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to? No, I, I appreciate it, Dave. Uh, and let's get a few wins this weekend against Kalamazoo at uh, 6 o'clock Central. Thanks again. Well, it's been a really interesting ride. We've talked to you on the bus, and we've talked to the coaches, and we've talked to the players and the fans. It's been a great year. Uh, six more home games. you got to get a ticket and get out there and experience it. This has been Round Guy, the podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.